Welcome to season three. Today we're going to be talking about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Here we go. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Stay tuned as we talk about three things, the lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. Let's get right into it. This is the I'm Dealing With broadcast, season three. And we're going to be talking about the lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. I'm Sean, your host. And today I have with me in the studio for our very first episode, Joshua Williams. He'll be explaining himself, kind of talking about <laughs> his background. Yeah, he's laughing already. Talking about his background and where he hails from. So, again, the lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. Uh, Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you guys doing? Um, so I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, so I'm 26 right now. You know, I'm part of the United States Navy. I'm a CS uh, culinary specialist there, and uh, live here for seven years in uh, California. That's how I joined the service. Um, knew Sean for about about two years, about a year. It's been longer than that. Yeah, it's been longer it's than been, it's about like three years. Three years, yeah. It's been yeah. like three years. Yep, and uh, it's, it's been a minute. Pretty amazing turnaround. So, you know, I'm kind of excited, you know, to kind of join this podcast with him and uh, and kind of share my thoughts and trying to like share uh, him giving his thoughts with me as well. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we go way back. Um, Josh and I, we worked at the same uh, company together. I was a supervisor. And yeah, we made a lot of uh, friendships. I mean, it was kind of a big brother, little brother, father, son type of deal. But <laughs> we always re- remained and had a great relationship. So, tell us about. Um, real quick, before we get into the topic, tell us about some of the things that you've had to learn along the way as a young man um, going into the service, hmm. leaving what you know and doing something brand new. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question, dude. Um, what I learned during the time is that never be complacent and trying to figure out what you want to do in life. The sacrifice I had to make during the time, uh, me being in California during the time, trying to figure out my life, like, hey, um, working at warehouse jobs or whatever the case may be, and trying to figure out what's the next stage, mm-hmm. you know, looking at like, okay, I feel like I'm stuck. I want something more. Hmm. I need something. I need to find a way to get out. But, all right, now I'm just depending on like, you know, I know, like Sean, Sean knows I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian guy, you know, yeah, you are, that you <laughs> are. I'm, I'm a firm believer. I believe in God. I put it up to him, put a petition and I made it, uh, honestly, I talked to a brother about it. I made a grown man decision, you know, um, I want to join the service. It's something I always wanted to do, but never looked at like how it correlates with my faith. Right. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. So I look in the book of Daniel and then I looked at it like, well, who's, who's to say God can't move inside the military, you know? He saw I was going to be with us. Exactly. I trust that plan. And so for me, it's like making that conscious decision of, okay, all my friends and family, they're mm-hmm. here, but this is my life. Right. This is me growing to my, I think I was 25 during the time I made that decision. Like this, I'm looking towards the future. Like, what do I want to be? What do I'm lacking in? You know, what uh things that I need to get done? Um, and I'm looking at, okay, friends and family is here. This is my goals. I got to make a sacrifice. You know, I only have one life. 
I just, you know, can't continue like to launch around and just do nothing. Exactly. You know, I had different jobs, quit from other jobs. I wanted more income or I just felt like I wasn't happy enough or they had enough time like to be showing enough grit and kind of like be consistent at the job during that time. So I had to learn harsh lessons and kind of stick to what, stick to what, not that I know, but stick to the game plan basically. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that, that was the biggest thing. I had to learn like, Okay, if I'm saying I'm gonna do something, I gotta commit to it. Mm, you know, commitment, commitment. Yeah, dude, that's. <laughs> and I signed a, I signed a five year contract, so I'm on mm. year, one year one year down, four more years left. But that was the biggest thing. It's like letting go of close friends and family, and think about my life and trying to go to the next step. So yeah. how how hard was it for you, number one, as a man? Mm knowing what you know or what you've known to have to let go and trust God in that next process. I mean, because, you know, a lot of us, we say we trust them, yeah. but we always want hands on. <laughs> but it's when so did, when did you mm-hmm. have to really, really trust him and actually take your hands off and allow him to do it? Um, it was, I think to December, 2009, no, 2018, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was December 2018. Was it 19? Not sure. But <laughs> I really forgot. There's a big difference. It's kind of like 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> it was some, somewhere in December, like within a year or two years. Um, but I just kind of thought about like, all right, guy, like you set this up. I went over to the uh, recruiter's office, mm-hmm. talked to my family, I talked to my friends, I talked to you about it. And it's like everyone's telling me different ideas, different advices and everything and inputs. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? You know, what do I want? And then guys here is like, everything kept going smooth, running smoothly. You know, we had a little hiccups, like some other stuff, you know, personal things. But he continued to open that, mm-hmm. that door. But like, I was like, God, is this what you really want me to do? Are you sure about this? I'm no, I don't know. I'm ter- I'm scared because this is going to be a huge transition in my life, you know, besides me moving from Georgia to California. Mm-hmm. But this is like another side of the world. I may, you know, may not see everybody again. So it's completely different, different environment, probably different personnel, different backgrounds, but we all the same. Right. But um, just asking myself, all right, guy, like you're in control of this. You done like a lot of things in my life. For the past seven years, I've been in California, you know, and you show me your wonders and everything. So I'm already for a fact, like you are going to do good mm-hmm. while I'm already, while I'm during the service, but I just got to commit to you, commit to your plan. Just let go and commit to you, mm-hmm. you know, work, should reflect my faith to what you have to say, mm-hmm. you know, what your plan for me is. So I think that's the biggest thing is like me committing and just like surrendering and uh, having that faith and working towards it. You know, wow! Yeah. Wow! And it was yeah, challenging. folks, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was about to say, yeah, it was challenging. It was, it was hard, but like the moment you really kind of like just surrender and just let go mm-hmm. and just trust in him, like that's it. Yeah, trust is, uh, um, it's a tough deal. It's, it's tough when you have to trust, um, God. Trust, trust, and trust in God. It's what that is, but it's the letting go aspect, mm. taking your hands off of it, and really because that's what trust really is. Yeah. is when you actually take your because a lot of times we 
I trust him, but then mm-hmm. I got to keep putting my hands on it. I got to mm. keep messing with it. I got to keep, because we need to see stuff happen. Yeah. And a lot of times trusting him is real, is even in the midst when we see it getting worse, when we see loss, when mm-hmm. we see things being removed, when we see doors still being closed in the midst of our trust and we still trusting. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to make the doors open again. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, <laughs> that's when you're really <laughs> trusting the yeah. Lord. All right. We're going to go right into our topic. Um, uh, you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Okay. In the book of Luke, I, uh, we're just going to go right into it. We're going to talk about the first one and we're going to talk about the lost sheep. And um, the reason why this came across uh, so important to me, and this was given to me even on last week to really kind of go into it. In this lost sheep, it uh, in one of the verses, you know, it's Luke chapter 15, verses one through 32. Um, one of the passages talks about, uh, says, what man among you loses one sheep out of the hundred among you, what woman among you, what preacher, what leader, what supervisor among you? <laughs> I told you this is deep. What a vice president, what entrepreneur or whoever among you leaves the people that you have in front of you and still goes after that one? Who does that? That's yeah. a question. How many people actually focuses on the one that left? I think a lot of times we focus on those that are around us. Mm-hmm. So what if we, if that guy goes backwards? So what if that woman goes backwards? So what if this type of thing happens? I still got these that are left. Mm-hmm. That one don't matter. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. Mm. So have you ever been in a situation to where you've actually seen people who have gone backwards, people who have made a bad decision and then they're left hung out the dry? Yeah, um, like I'm telling you, like all the times, like me staying in California, like when I finally pursued God, even beforehand, I noticed a lot. I yeah, I noticed, and I've seen a lot of times, like people make decisions where it pulled their life back. They took mm-hmm. five steps backward. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. Or why are you making this decision to get this job here, or stuff like that. And the same thing applies to me too. Like, why are you still going back to this job here? Da, da, da. And it's like. You, you would, like a lot of people don't have that guidance in their life mm-hmm. or people to like actually tell them the ch- hard truth, you know? And I remember I have a buddy, like, which one is it? It's, I had a lot of stories actually. Um, I remember a buddy he continued to constantly go back to his friends and like they were, they wasn't, wasn't helping him whatsoever in his life. Mm-hmm. They continued like kind of, he was basically being stagnant, you know? Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's, it's, a, it's a military thing. But um, continually do with his crazy things with his friends and everything. But he kept telling me about his stuff, stories about like about stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I would help him with it, you know, like give him advice, like, bro, I don't think you should be doing this, or like maybe you probably consider like type of people you're hanging yourself, you're hanging around with. And it wasn't until maybe like later on in the year, like he finally decision, like, dude, like these guys are really not helping me, benefiting me with God whatsoever. And it's like, it's actually really crushing my soul right now. Or another time before I met God, it was like, I remember a guy who was like smoking a lot, mm-hmm. just wasting his life away, you know? And the tough thing is about it is like, you're trying to help somebody, but some people are not want to be uh, recipitive of 
you know, hearing the truth of it. So it sounds like to me mm-hmm. that sometimes it's not just in the person going astray is what I'm hearing is the sheep become goats. And as a scripture talks about, they began kicking against the pricks. <laughs> so, so because I, I, I've seen that where people have gone astray, have gone backwards, maybe made bad decisions and done some things, but then the leadership sees them, whatever that leadership is. Yeah. You could be the pastor, a supervisor, maybe you're the mother or the father of that child, brother, uncle, that niece. Um, maybe you're the, the entrepreneur, you see a staff member going a different direction or whatever the case may be there, but then they allow them to go. They allow them. And what I mean is, you know, Hey, I'm looking for another job. I get it. But I'm talking about people just making bad decisions and they see them making bad decisions, but then they don't go after to try to, uh, not necessarily change their mind, but change their perception, maybe change their way of thinking to be able to see things in a, uh, a better state. Because I know a lot of times if you think of yourself as a shepherd, and if those of you to listen, if you're a shepherd in any capacity area of your life, whether in business, in the spiritual, in the natural, maybe uh, you're a shepherd in your home, mm-hmm. If you see someone go in a different direction, what I mean is they're going backwards. They're not making a decision for the better, but they're making decisions for the worse. My question to you is, will you go after them? I mean, you have to ask that, ask yourself that question. Will you go after that one? Or are you content with the 99? Mm. You know, and I think to my, I think to myself, you know, I'm glad that I serve a God who is not just concerned about the 99, but he's also concerned about the one, you know, how important is that to you? Um, just, <laughs> it just hit my soul right there. Um, <laughs> hit my spirit. Um, the way that God loves, he loves everyone. There's no favoritism whatsoever. Exactly. Like he loves everybody for who you are. He knows all your darkness, your shame, your guilt. He knows everything about you. And that's what attracts me about God. Like he knows my dirt. Mm. But like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hold, hold on, hold on. That 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 just <laughs> that just transit. That just hit me. He knows your dirt. That means when you really, when you really have turned your window that you're looking out of, and you've turned that window into a mirror to where you really know who you are privately. I'm not talking about who you present yourself to be in front of people, Mm -hmm. but you know who you are privately Mm. when you're in the car by yourself, you come home when you're in your closet by yourself, when you're laying in that bed by yourself, when nobody else is around, Mm -hmm. when you really know who yourself, you know, you've got some dirt on you, you know, you've got some dirt on you. But the simple fact that God knows your dirt and still loves you. Go, man. I find that as freedom, I find that like just as freedom. Yeah. Because here's somebody in the light who wants you to be in the light. You're in the darkness and you have all this baggage with you. Like you have a lot of people went through sexual abuse, um, mental abuse, what else? Uh, a lot of, a lot, a lot of people who got dealt with bad cars in their life. Mm-hmm. And for say for me, it was like, 
a lot of mental abuse from my family back in Georgia, you know, and I'm still recovering from that. And, you know, how that led to me having like a conflicting, uh, having a lot of confliction with coworkers here and there. But like having all that and coming to God about it. And he's like, I know you. And coming to see Jesus and the way he presented himself to, well, how he met the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the disciples following him and everything else. You're like, that grace, that mercy, mm-hmm. that that deep, deep connection wanted to be with you, that relationship. And you're like, he wants, and he wants you, you're desired. Like, we're actually desired, you know, and that I find that beautiful. And going back to, like, the, uh, the 99, that one person, right? I remember... Going after a guy um, who wants to know God. And I'm like, you know what? Let me reach out to you. Let me help you out. And we're going on this beautiful journey of trying to help him get close to God. And going, being more invited into his life, into his family's home. And there's many other people too. And seeing the transition of like him going on this journey. Of like going from his old self in the world to somebody new in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately he... Kind of fell away. Everybody going through life struggles, you know, like the parable they of soil. Yeah, the, you know, what type of soil you going to be in. You know, that's, you know, that that's, that's facts. You know, we're all going to go through a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think the beautiful thing is, like, the moment that you, um, you as a person, when you really do care about somebody else, the moment you see, like, God caring for you, that compels you to actually want to go after somebody else. Like, I want this joy I have, I want you to have it. And what's crazy is like the same way that you show this big brother love to me, mm-hmm. I want to show that to somebody else yeah. who needs it too, and go out of my way to meet them there, you know, and also to commit to like meet them, like go the go the extra mile. Let me invite you to my home, eat some ramen, top top ramen noodles, yeah, so, right? You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, breaking bread. Yeah, breaking bread. You know, and like having this this community, this community with one another. Get to let me get to know you. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on in your life? How can I help you? You know how you can help me. You know, I think that was the biggest thing. Like a lot of people can uh, cannot uh, misconstrue is that that people had to meet you halfway. Given some, sometimes it might have to, that might be the case sometimes. But but there's something really powerful when you meet somebody all the way, all the way too, <laughs> all, all the, the way. way. And yes, you, sir. Yeah, and when you do that, it's like this comes a part about yourself that you, it builds character in it you. Does. It yeah, does. it builds a lot of character. Not only that, it shows the person, like, why are you doing this with me? Why? And it shows this genuine human love that we can have. And it's godly love, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, for the past five years, that I learned that that's what Jesus did for us. He walked from different miles to each village, to each town, and every, time, uh, and every place he went to. He went all the way. All the way. And many of us, we want people to come to us mm-hmm. and we won't go there. Guilty of that. Yeah. Which is interesting is because mm-hmm. the last thing I remember, I remember Jesus went in some places that the scribes and Pharisees would go to mm-hmm. because they thought to themselves that they was just too good or they, they wrote the law and they knew the law and mm-hmm. they was just too good to go in those places. They were too good to go into the whorehouse. They were too good to go to the bar. Mm-hmm. They were too good to go to in cahoots. They were too good to go to that club. They were too good to go such and such. To go meet people where they were to meet the need. Yes. <laughs> and we wonder why we have a hard time winning people for Christ is because 
we do a whole lot of preaching and not a whole lot of reaching. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I can tell there are times where I'm like that too, where it's like, man, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. Or, but there are some, yeah. it's, it's not even about, it's not even about their job. It's mm-hmm. not even about the amount of hours it takes. It's the simple fact that, mm-hmm. well, because I'm who I am, I shouldn't have to go mm-hmm. because of who I am. Um, I don't want to be seen there. I don't want to be seen with this and I don't mm-hmm. want to be seen in that area or whatever the case may be. Even though, you know, you're going there for the right intentions to do things, not for your glory, mm-hmm. but you're doing things for his glory. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they don't go. Mm-hmm. But then they will watch this sheep drift off. Okay. Yeah. So real quick. So, yep. e- so let's just talk about that drift off point. Mm-hmm. And you'll love this. I, I was just giving this. Uh, uh, <laughs> and here's what was given to me. Is I have seen that when sheep are paying attention, mm-hmm. they will follow the rest of the sheep. So if the shepherd's around and the sheep are looking up at the shepherd and he's directing them with his staff or whatever that is, mm-hmm. they will follow the shepherd as they follow the sheep, because sheep will just follow the next sheep in front of them and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But it's when they're not paying attention to what's in front of them mm-hmm. that they find themselves lost. They find themselves drifting off. So awesome. my question to those that are listening, mm-hmm. what causes you to not pay attention? <laughs> what causes you to um, not look up? Okay, that yeah, that's Lord. Yeah, what causes you to not look up? You're so busy looking down right now. Many of us are in this situation, in this season, in this dispensation in life with the COVID, with this pandemic, Mm -hmm. and a lot of us has gone through a lot of loss. So not only did we have we lost the sheep, many of us that are sheep have had losses in our life because we have not looked up. Because if we looked up, we know exactly where we're going. We know what the direction is. We're, yeah. we're directed that way because we will follow the other sheep who is following Christ, who is following the shepherd. But some of us have got so distracted that we found ourselves without the rest of the flock. And most importantly, without the shepherd, mm-hmm. because we've been distracted by looking down. So I'm asking you, what is in your hand that's causing you to be distracted? Is it that tablet? Is it that phone? Is it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn? What is causing you to be distracted to where you have found yourself lost? Is it all about the social media? Is it all about your YouTube? Is it all about what's going on to society with the pandemic? Are you so focusing on the news that you fail to connect with our source Mm. and our source is Christ? So let's talk about that. Go, Joe. Man, uh. Dude, I was I was talking to a lot of uh, close brothers about this too. Like we we're just like uh, bouncing off each other about this. Um, for me, when I'm thinking about this, is what's going on in the world like currently? Everybody, mm-hmm. money, and that's number one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to make a lot of money, and for me, it's like I'm perfectly fine if I would make eighty thousand dollars a year. Uh, I'm content with that. A lot of people want to make a hundred thousand dollars, want to be millionaires, and everything else. That's cool. That's you. But me personally, it's like. I'm okay with making a little bit just while I blow my meat. Well, in the middle, per se. Um, and then looking at the pandemic and everything else, it's like 
we have all these distractions and you look at an example of what Peter did when he was walking towards Jesus on the lake, right? During the storm. You have all this craziness going wrong. Well, like, Jesus, I mean, Peter was looking at Jesus and he was like, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus said? Come. Made him to come. Yep. And he's walking till the storm started going, started getting a little more crazier. He got distracted. Mm. And I think for a lot of us that we that can get. That storm. Yep. That storm. Mm-hmm. What storms are going on in your life? Those of you that are listening right now, what storms are good? are going on in your life what twisters and and tornadoes and hurricanes and things that are going on in your life that is causing you to be distracted to where instead of walking on water you find yourself sinking go i'm done with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yeah that that, that one hits right yeah um and i had to ask myself like what storm i'm going through Mm -hmm. you know it's taking my eyes off from jesus like there are times where i want to like fall away from him you know i get distracted by like go things around the world i want to go back to my old life you know, I want to go back to partying and everything else. You know, I want to have this sound amount of income. I want to go back to the materialistic things of the world. And so I well, think... Isn't that like pretty much like the children of, children of Israel when they got out of Egypt mm-hmm. and they got out there and then and they, they said, more. we... We were better off in yep. slavery. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all want to go back to slavery mm-hmm. because you think you had it better off. You know, and truth be told, if some of you were to really look at it, let's just be honest. Yeah, some of us had a better a, a better car before Christ. Some of us had a better house. Some of us made more money. Some of us had, quote unquote, a better lifestyle in the natural. Mm-hmm. And then now everything is thrown at you all kinds of ways because now you are are knowing and are with Christ and you think to yourself sometimes I was better off where I came from but I rem- I'm reminded of the scripture that says this what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul yes, go ahead man with that oh my gosh man like you have to be very well like we talked about earlier too you have to be very very honest with yourself and um and think about like what's more important like the things of the world mm. or jesus christ god like god he's gonna provide everything he's gonna provide all your needs like he said in matthew 6 don't worry about you know what you're gonna wear eat or sleep you know god I already have these things for you you know even I'm, i remember doing a bible talk lesson even on uh the things that where do you value mm-hmm. and we look at the rich young ruler right and how he was like Lord, I did A, B, and C. How can I have eternal life? He was like, Jesus, like, okay, have you done this, this, this? He's like, yes, this, I was a boy. And he's like, all right, cool. Sell everything you have and come follow me. <laughs> and you'll have eternal life. You know what he did? Not. <laughs> no, he was sad. He was, he was sad. And he, he was like, he this, walked. Eh, I'm <laughs> he was, out. Deuces, dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he did. Deuces. I want to do it. And the sad part about it is there's a lot, you know, uh, we're just required to give all of ourselves, mm-hmm. to give of ourselves, to turn over our hearts toward him. But yet, we find ourselves now we do understand that sometimes the cares of this life become very discouraging it causes us to sometimes second guess some things Mm -hmm. it happens let's just be honest it happens causes us to rethink a few things causes us to have a different 
perspective, yeah. uh, a different way of thought on things, or maybe not just things, but sometimes on people because that happens too. But when do, when do we as a people, when do we as a people find those who have strayed, find those who are lost. And what I mean lost is uh, maybe a sense of they're going through a depressive state. They're going through a sense of anxiety. They're going through a sense of loneliness, uh, unworthy um, self-confidence. They're, uh, they're lacking in different areas. When do we, or do we, spend the time and take the time to go after that one, that sheep to encourage them, to build them, to let them know that they're worth it rather than just focusing on the 99 because it goes further in and it talks about that the shepherd goes after it. And in the Amplified, it says searching until he finds it. And I think sometimes we, when we search for some of the things that, uh, that are lost, I think sometimes we give up on things too soon and people because we don't like their choices. We don't like their lifestyle choices. Guilty of that. Um, we don't like the decisions that they've made either for their life, maybe financially, maybe their marital status, maybe having a child on a wedlock or whatever, or, um, Maybe they're not married and with a whole lot of people. Mm. Um, and we make choices. We make decisions based upon the person's circumstance versus looking at them from a God perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think we fail to realize and understand that God sees them as one, even though we see them as lost. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the challenges things that I had to go through in my workspace is that there was guys I was reaching out to, but when you're in that work environment, I'm a workhorse. When I'm in a work environment, everything is like, I'm focused on my job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get stuff done. <clears throat> when you're just kind of like messing around, you're horse playing, when you're trying to get out, you're messing up with our liberty, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> get on your stuff. And so to bring out the worst out of me. So there's guys who I get arguments with. Um, I've repented with God about it. It's like I curse at them and everything. Mm, you go, you go, you, I'm telling you, you go now, through struggle. Now, now see, yeah, see, you hear that. You hear a, a, a spirit man talk about a natural circumstance that sometimes in our weakness and, and we go through a period or yep. a time of weakness. Let's just be honest, folks. Yep. We're not always in the spirit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There are some times where we will say some things that are unseemly. We will go some places that we should not go. We'll do some things that we should not do. But the goal is to do what after we've done it? Repent. Man. Exactly. Confess, repent, and go back to God about it. And, um, and so like this guy, like I tell myself every time, okay, go back to him, apologize, of course. Right. And try to encourage him. I remember just, I think there's a scripture in first Corinthians, uh, I forgot which one is it? 12. No, we get a chance to go by, um, seeing somebody in a new light. Mm-hmm. Now they're in Christ. We don't see the people as in the ways of the world, but like in the ways that God sees them. This godly, pers- guys, this godly perspective, God, exactly. Wins, you know, and seeing them in a vision. Same in a new vision, like you're just gonna be my future brother in Christ. This guy is gonna be um for me, it's like 
the next uh, culinary is third third class petty officer or next master chief petty officer in the navy, something like that. You know, you're thinking something big for them. It's not some out of uh, selfish gain or anything like that, but you're seeing them and not in competition, but you're visiting something positive for them. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the struggles for me is like, I get so caught up in like the whole macho man, like alpha dog thing where like, I want you to listen to what I got to say, or I'm right. The Pope pride thing was like out of humility. Mm. I got to humility and sincerity out of love. Like I want to, I got to help this person out. Mm. You know, the way that God views me and the way somebody reached out to me, why not share that with somebody else? And imagine that too. Like they had to go through that same challenges True. with me. I'm going to go to the same challenge with them. And that was the tough part about it is like forgetting that the same thing I'm going with this guy. Somebody else went through with me, you know? And I think one of the things is where we have a difficulty in finding and or winning or bringing back that sheep is sometimes if we were to be truthful, Mm -hmm. they remind ourselves of us. And um, sometimes we don't want anybody to know where we came from. We, you know, we want to tell people, um, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. we want to tell people about our successes. We want to tell people yeah. about our dreams. We want to tell people about the houses we built, the land that we've created, the big pyramids that we've built along the way, and all the different people we've had impact with. But one of the things we don't want to show them is our areas of weaknesses, yeah. our areas where we messed up, our areas of where we have failed or we missed a step, our areas of where we weren't always honest, we weren't always truthful, mm-hmm. we weren't, we didn't always treat everybody right. Yeah. We didn't always do things on the up and up. Some stuff we slid under the table, some mm-hmm. things we buried in the closet, yeah. some things we put up under the carpet. And we don't want anybody to know that we've either have or have had flaws mm-hmm. and it's only when we can share our flaws and be not truthful, but transparent and open that we can win those who are lost. Preach, so my, brother, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> a, it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth because you know, you and I have talked, you know, we've had, we've had always had a great relationship and, mm-hmm. and have been honest and open and we've yeah. sat out there on the dock and <laughs> semi trucks and we've taken a walk cause we've both been, you know, we <laughs> yeah. had some people that really ticked us off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for some of you who don't know, you know, um, Josh and I, as he stated, we worked together and he was kind of, he was basically, I was grooming him to be my number one. And, um, before, (laughs) right. But, um, and sometimes there would be things that would happen and both of us would have to go take a walk. (laughs) (laughs) There are times when, there are times when I get so upset and disappointed and despondent because of what was going on, Mm -hmm. uh, with certain individuals or what was not happening. Uh, sometimes Josh, <laughs> Josh came up to me and said, yeah, let's go outside and go take a walk. <laughs> he cooled me off. Yep. <laughs> you know, and, and vice versa. And sometimes yep. we would both just go out there and just, uh, uh, you know, and sometimes we took a walk just because we both were really encouraging each other. But, yeah. but it's all, it's all a part of the process. Um, because in, in order to reach one, we have to teach one, mm. you know, and yeah. So, but anyway, so now let's get back to the surgeon thing. Mm. 
So the question is, have you given up on searching for what has been lost? So many of you in the season have lost sheep. I don't know what your sheep is. I don't know if it's a person. I don't know if it's a place. I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if it's monetary. I don't know if it's investments. Maybe it's housing. Maybe you're going through a season right now because, as you know, the um, the government assistance is about is is about over. They are already doing evictions, uh, virtual evictions, because that protection is over. Hmm. Um, people are losing jobs. And I just got through reading about Oracle and a, a couple other places that are leaving California and moving to Texas. So that means that there's a whole lot of other people that are going to be without jobs on top of other companies that are moving out of California, going to wherever they're going. You have people that are laying off businesses, closing because the pandemic has really hurt their business so bad. So my question to you is, what is your sheep? What have you lost? It's a, really a personal question. I can't answer that for you, but you have to identify what that sheep is. And the question is, have you gone after it? Have you um, looked for it? And then it goes into saying that when he finds the sheep, Oh, you're going to love this one. Mm-hmm. I, you're going to love this part. I, I I really had to dig in on it to try to get an understanding of what it meant. But it says, and when he finds his sheep, it goes on to say that he layeth it on his shoulders. What is Josh, um, based upon that verse, that scripture alone, that yeah. he finds the sheep and he layeth it on his shoulders? What does that mean? mean to you and um dude personally for me like the way that jesus loves the crowd the people he loved the way that reflection of like god for us like we were lost you know we all walked went through different stages of life you know and for me personally it's like i wasn't necessarily like a, like a bad guy i just did stupid stuff <laughs> we were bad guys <laughs> I, I was like yeah, i was bad guy. i just did stu- i really just did stupid stuff like I raised both my hands on that one. I had common Guilty. sense, but I just did stupid stuff. And um, and not take away, like, I never, I was sheltered from life or anything. I just really just did stupid stuff. I did whatever I want. But it wasn't until when I was kind of lost in the lost in the world, you know, and trying to figure out, okay, what type of man I wanted to be and everything. I needed guidance. And then here comes somebody, like, reaching out to show me about, like, tell me about Jesus. I'm like, okay, who this righteous man is. You know, I want to be like that. And I started learning more about who he is. And I'm like, that's it for me. And learning about like putting the sheep on his shoulders. Like how much joy do you got to have to have found this one person? Mm. To find this one sheep. To find this one dream, this one goal. This place of you want to be staying and where you belong. You know, uh, this person you probably want to be with. Um, or... Uh, it's, it's, it goes so many different ways, but exactly. Yeah. And, and just the way that you put it on your shoulder and it's like, you're safe, you're secure. Um, you're going back home. You've been sought out. Now you're found, you've been sought out, you're found mm. and you're returning back. I love that. You know? Um, how you just, you've been sought out. Um, not America's most wanted, but you, you've literally <laughs> yeah. been sought out 
as if to say you're actually worth something. Mm, yeah. And not only are you worth something, you're worth something so much so that I'm not willing to guide you back. I'm not willing to have you follow me back. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to take on your burden, your burden yeah. and carry you back. Oh, right. mm. Ooh, my goodness. OK, I'm willing to carry you back. So in each one of your lives, what is your it? it says when he finds it, when he finds it, what is your it? What is your it in life that you've lost? Is it a son? Is it your daughter? Is it your job? Is it something that's monetary? Is it your livelihood? Maybe you've lost a sense of self and many people have lost a sense of self. Maybe you've lost a sense of self-worth. What is your it? And then he finds it, he lays it on his shoulders and he brings it back so for those of you who are shepherds whatever you deem shepherd again mother father brother sister you're shepherding a home maybe you're shepherding your at your job you're shepherding employment maybe you're shepherding in volunteering or maybe you're shepherding in your community um, you're shepherding online in whatever form or facet that is will you go after that one will you go after that one and when you find that one when you find it whatever that it is are you willing to put it on your shoulders forever